Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Red Circle as well as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. It's a great place to get us if you're on Android, especially, because I know it's a little more difficult to get the podcast on Android. So subscribe to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. The episodes go up the next morning. You can also get all of our Dolphins and Hurricanes content, although I'm not sure you want the Hurricanes content as I'm watching this right now. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. You get the latest content on South Florida sports in written form without a paywall, unlike the newspapers. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm going to give you both our gambling and our fantasy sponsors here at the very beginning. Our gambling sponsor is Better Edge. Go to B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com backslash five reasons. That's BetterEdge.com backslash five reasons. Or you can just go to betteredge.com and use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer gambling, okay? So you're not playing against the house, which makes it legal, which is very important because you'll actually get your money. You can also find the line you want. So go to betteredge.com and then use the code 5RSN. And then for prize picks, that's our fantasy sponsor, double your initial deposit up to $100 with the code 5, F-I-V-E. That's at prize picks. Get it from the Google Play Store, the App Store or prizepicks.com just rated the number one fastest growing sports product in the country. And now today's episode. Already, it's only back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And today what we're going to do is the second part of our player rankings series um, based on the ESPN rankings. They just ranked all the players in the NBA from one to hundred. Make sure you catch our episode with Ty- about Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry, who were at 61 and 60. Today, we're going to talk about the other two Heat players that made the list as expected, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Down to this game. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. And what we're going to do today is see if Heat fans should be frustrated by this. And and there's really two ways I want to approach this, Greg, which is there are really two questions to ask. Okay, one is, are the rankings fair? And as I said on the last episode, these are projections. These are not um, looking back in time. These are not, you know, what these guys have done over the course of their career. What they're what this ESPN panel, which is not one person, it's a group of people, is expecting them to do this season. So that that's the first thing: is is the projection fair for this season? And then the second thing is, can you win a championship? with two guys who are your best players who they don't have ranked in the top 15, because you look at the top 15 and we're going to get into what the rankings actually are here. Um, There are a lot of playoff contenders, obviously uh, that, you know, did not have as much success as the heat had last season, either in the regular season or in the playoffs. And before I get to the numbers of exactly what these guys are, I mean, we know who some of these players are. I mean, James Harden is number 11, right? Miami eliminated them. Kawhi Leonard is number 12, he may end up higher than that by the end of the season. He, of course, he didn't play at all last year. Carl Anthony Towns is number 13. 
I think most Heat players would prefer to have uh, Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo over Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, which uh, Carl with Bam that may be a bit of an open argument. With Jimmy, I don't think it is. Actually. Heat players and fans, Ethan. I'm just catching you on something that you misspoke with. Well, okay, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> so we'll take a look at this, and, and so let's get to what the numbers actually are here. And then of course Anthony Davis comes in at 20. Uh, behind Jimmy and ahead of Bam, that's projecting that Anthony Davis actually plays games, which is something that you can't project before a season starts. Rudy Gobert at 18, several spots ahead of Bam Adebayo. Okay. Oh after my gosh. Was, after he was just traded in Minnesota. So, so let's go through, let's go through the, uh, the, the list here from 11 down to 25. Okay. And of course, one through 10 has already been put out there. And, you know, because again, ESPN creates this content so that they can talk about the content. This created a stir with where Durant was, with where LeBron was, but we're not going to get into that. Let's just go 11 on down, okay? James Harden at 11. Kawhi Leonard at 12. Carl Anthony Towns at 13. Dame Lillard, of course, who's coming off an injury-plagued season but seems to be healthy now, at 14. Paul George at 15. Trey Young, who the Heat just bottled up in the playoffs, at 16. Jimmy Butler at 17. Rudy Gobert at 18, Bradley Beal at 19, Anthony Davis at 20, Chris Paul at 21, Jalen Brown at 22, Bam Adebayo 23, Donovan Mitchell 24, Anthony Edwards, which is a projection, but a projection I can get behind at 25. Let's start with the top end, Jimmy. Of the guys I mentioned between 11 and 16, and also to mention here, okay, Last year, Jimmy was higher, correct? Yeah, I think we determined he was um, 16. So he has slipped the spot, okay? Yeah. Based on what he did last year, you can't make an argument that he should have slipped the spot. But again, it's a projection. So as you look at 11 through 16, who can you make a case for Jimmy above? All except Kawhi. Um, That's where I'm at. I mean, like, this is just utterly ridiculous and maybe they're projecting because Jimmy Butler's not going to play that many games in the season or because he's gearing up for the playoffs or whatever like maybe they're taking in these weird uh factors that we don't know about otherwise putting players like Carl Anthony Towns putting players like James Harden at 11 in front of Jimmy Butler it's just absurd and it's ignorant because like if you tell me seven game series who can impose their will take over a series and win i've just seen more of it from jimmy butler sorry like that's just the the reality of it to have trey young in front of jimmy butler they just embarrassed that dude they undressed him on national tv in the playoffs so like project forward all you want let's see him figure that out first so for me I am fake mad as hell at these rankings because it is just ridiculous. And maybe like when you factor in the regular season, Jimmy plays 60 games, blah, blah, blah. He's going to dip in production because Tyler and Bam are going to produce more. However, they want to phrase it. When the playoffs come in the fourth quarter, Jimmy in game six in Boston is all you got to say. What, who, who of those guys has moments like that consistently? None of them. Except so before, before I go to Alex, I, I will agree with you most on, on two guys here. Um, there is no way that Trey Young and James Harden should be ahead. Just no way. I mean, they, they just eliminated, again, even if this is a projection, what is going to change here? 
what James lost some weight. Trey's going to become a better defender. Jimmy Butler got in Trey Young's face in game one of that playoff series. And that was it for Trey Young. I mean, he basically eliminated Trey Young with a look. That's all he had to do. So to put Trey ahead of him, I, I think is crazy. Okay. If you look at the other ones here on the list, and I think there are some in the top 10 that you even can take a look at, but I'm just, again, looking at 11 through 25. Paul George is an interesting debate. Okay. I, you know, there are things that Paul George does better than Jimmy. Jimmy has been more consistent in the playoffs. And of course, last year, it didn't even happen for Paul George. Okay. Dame, I think most people would put Dame ahead of Jimmy. Dame has had those kind of playoff moments, but again, you're projecting health for Dame. Okay. And Cat is insane to me. Um, I, I just, I, I, I just, I, I don't know how you can pick Cat when he's never won a damn thing yet. Again, he was 24 last year. They're projecting him at 13 this year. Why? Because Colbert's next to him this year. Yep, because that trade happened, and they got to talk about the Timberwolves a bunch. So everyone feels like they know about the Timberwolves now because they've had to talk about them all summer. So just inherently in that their conditioned minds are going to have those players ranked higher in my opinion. All right, Alex, going to go to you on this now, which of these six ahead of Jimmy Butler is the most egregious? Oh man, that's a great question. I think the most egregious it's got to be between Trey or cat. I think uh, at that point, it's a matter of preference. Cat's been in the league longer, but another, I mean, not another, <laughs> neither of them have done anything, you know, in the league, as far as winning, I think Trey, you can at least say he led a team to the conference finals Right. So um, I understand it's a projection going forward. So uh, past playoff um, history might not be factoring in as much. And I, I think that would explain a lot of this. Right. Because if it was like, there's no way Jimmy would be below these guys. Like there's literally no way because what, how many times has Cap been to the playoffs twice, both times were first round exits. And I understand like, it's not all his fault or anything like that, but like he also hasn't been, a good playoff performer trade, like you said, had a horrible um, uh, playoff showing against the heat, even though he, he did have that conference finals run. I mentioned, I, I think there's no way you could put them above um, Jimmy. I, I, I like, is this, it's gotta be a regular season award, man. That's the only explanation I'm seeing for, for this list, because like, first of all, go I mean, hold on. Let me, let me save my thoughts. I'll go bear. Cause he's, he's a spot behind Jimmy. So I was going to go into him, but um, I know we're going to get into him later on in the show. Um, but Jimmy just being behind pretty much all of these guys, except Kawhi, like Leif said, I think is kind of outrageous. Like, you know, maybe except PG too, because I think that one's understandable. I think Dame in the past would have been understandable. I think the past couple of seasons he has, you know, slightly tailed off. I think Dame is still a great, awesome player, but I think the respect that should be given to Jimmy's playoffs, I, I think is not there. Like he has shown that he's better than the guy he is in the regular season who only puts up. 20 points per game and doesn't doesn't really wow anybody because he's just barreling towards the line all game being a playmaker kind of being you know the more responsible quote-unquote version of himself whereas in the playoffs he goes crazy and I think he it's not reflected in the list like he 17 is way too low and I know we you know all three of us feel highly about Jimmy and think excuse me that he might be a top 10 you know player or, or so but 17 is outrageous I think you hit on it, though. It's like they didn't account for the playoffs. Uh, it, that, that's the biggest thing. Like, I, I can understand the projection part of it. That, that I get, okay? Like, putting Anthony Edwards at 25 because you're projecting he's going to make that leap this year. You know, it's similar to, like, 
if you had Dwayne Wade at a certain number in his second season and you were, or his first season, you're projecting his second season like that. I get, I get. Another okay. point, Pat and Trey are, I think both of the numbers are going to go down this year based on the yeah. guys that both teams added, you know, maybe not too much, but I, I don't think either of them are going to have these seasons where it, it looks like they just, you know, took a leap or something like that. So I think the projection part of it is also, you know, weird. Well, the, the thing is both of those teams added defensive type anchors. Right. I mean, they added DeJounte Murray in Atlanta and Minnesota added Gobert offensively. I mean, Murray's a better offensive player than Gobert is, but offensively, I don't know that it'll affect them that much. Um, I think I think what they're projecting here a little bit is that they'll they'll have help defensively, which will allow them to just do what they do offensively. But you make a good point here in the chat, Greg, which is that when we talked about Hero and Lowry, we accounted for their drops in the rankings to the fact that they didn't perform well in the playoffs. And Jimmy performs well in the playoffs, but he doesn't seem to get the benefit of the doubt from that. And I, I, again, I just don't understand. Like if you were to say in the playoffs, like which of those guys from 11 to 16, you would rather have than Jimmy. There's only three guys you could even have in the conversation. Okay. Dame has had big, big playoff moments. Okay. Also some bad ones that get overlooked, but he's had big ones. Okay. Kawhi is Kawhi. Okay. He has a finals. He has two finals MVPs. Okay. <laughs> We're, we'll give that to Kawhi. Uh, and, and that's, well, I guess that is too, because I, it's not Harden. We know that uh, it's not PG. We know that. So you look at the rest of that list. It's not cat. It's not Trey. Um, it's just really hard to make an argument for any of those guys. And, and so I, I do think that essentially Jimmy got it kind of both ways here. Um, and, and I think that it does lead to the second part of the argument before we get into BAM, which is, can you win a championship with this guy as, as the as with, with your best player being the 17th best player in the league? And the Heat almost did that once. And, and then they were damn close to doing it again last year. And if that's the case, are there really 16 guys in the league that you can say, if he's your best player, you have a legitimate chance to win a championship? And there's not. And so that, right. So, so that's, that's why I think for some who say, well, Jimmy's not good enough to win a title with, I think it's because honestly, Jimmy's underrated. I don't think it's because Jimmy is this and you can't get to a certain level with him. I don't think that's a a fair thing to say before we go to bam, uh, Greg, any final thoughts here? No, you, you hit on, hit on it. And I, I think that this is also the aspect that we have to remember is that like, not only does Jimmy do what he does offensively, but he guards his yard in a way that those guys don't all do. And like even Paul George has had a hard time balancing being an all out scorer. Like I'm not talking about Paul George against LeBron in the big three era. I'm talking about recent Paul George. He's been great, but like he's not necessarily doing the two way stuff, at least in my opinion, that he was doing back in that era. And maybe I'm just blind to that fact. So I feel like Jimmy kind of, projects ahead of him there but let's talk about the rest of this list and i know you're good we're gonna get there because there's hot takes to be had there as well all right before we do here's a hot take all right you've got to get your house in order okay um especially if you're young with a family you need to get this taken care of you got to reach out to our guy mark brown we tell you all the time it's mark brown with the c markbrownpa.com he's based in north lauderdale he can get your estate plan done for you, okay? And this is not, I know this is a scary thing for people. They don't want to think about death. They want to think about what's going to happen after they die. You need to, because once you die, nobody else can do it for you. So make sure you get the papers from him. It's a real simple process. He walks you through the entire thing. 
Okay, we just had a couple of people walk, uh, uh, not walk over to him, but reach out to him for his services. He's also got a title company right there in house so that can help you with your closing. But also we know that real estate is a big thing that's divested uh, when someone passes away. So reach out to Mark Brown. Again, it's markbrownpa.com with a C, 954-566-5678, 954-566-5678. Again, he's based in North Lauderdale, but he can service you all over South Florida is a huge Miami sports fan. So reach out to Mark at 954-566-5678. One more sponsor to mention today, therapistpreferred.com. Reach out to the, reach out there. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Get 25% off the C, all the premium CBD there, the sports cream, the gummies, the tincture for recovery, for sleep. Again, it's therapistpreferred.com. 5RSN. 25% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right, let's get to the rest of this list here. We walked it down. We're going to walk it down again, okay? So you get past Jimmy, all right? And then you get to number 18. I'm just going to run through them first, and then I'll go to Alex, and he can jump in on this. Rudy Gobert at 18. Bradley Beal at 19. Anthony Davis at 20. So that's 19 and 22 guys that we weren't in the playoffs last year. Chris Paul at 21. Of course, he was in the playoffs, but that didn't go so well. Jalen Brown at 22. Bam Adebayo at 23. And just to finish it out, Donovan Mitchell at 24. Anthony Edwards at 25. Between, well, let's start here. Okay, Alex, is there anybody between 11 and Jimmy? at 17 because i don't think any of us are putting bam ahead of jimmy even with a projection correct not next year right correct two years from now perhaps okay i think if it happens the heat will be thrilled (laughs) right that's a good thing uh as long as it's not because jimmy seriously regresses which we don't expect or he gets hurt but is there anybody between 11 and 16 that you would have bam ahead of alex Man, you caught me off guard with that one. I was already getting ready to rant about the guys in front of Bam. But no, really, with that question, the first one that came to mind is is Harden, man. And I, I forgot to mention him before when I was going into Jimmy. So this actually works out because I think I, I forgot to mention him up just because of all – I mean, I bring him up because of all the egregious guys that were there, you know, in front of Jimmy. And I think it goes both ways when you look at Harden's production and the guy that he was – right compared to who he is now I think it's it's two completely different guys which is you know not a new concept I think a lot of people feel this way it's kind of the consensus it's he's not that guy anymore there's and 
I think him being ranked 11 or whatever it was is extremely generous and very much, I think, a, a legacy pick there. And even though I think him having a bounce back year is actually kind of, you know, it makes a lot of sense because especially if he's actually coming into the season in shape, we'll see if the, the, the Sixers propaganda is true. But um, really, I, I do think with the Sixers roster, having a whole training camp with them, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a good, uh, a good season with them, puts up nice numbers, kind of does a similar thing to, I think, what he did in Brooklyn during that, you know, one, two month stretch where things were actually going well for them. You know, but <laughs> the when I don't even remember how long ago that was at this point, but I, I think essentially Hart is going to still play as a playmaker. You know, I think that's that role that he's going to be where he's going to be the second guy to Embiid. And I, I think that the roster around him is going to make it easier for him to settle into that. He's going to rack up, I don't know, 22, 23 points, 10, 11 assists a game. And I think he's going to look good. And there's going to be a whole lot of hype around the Sixers who win a whole lot of regular season games. And then it's going to end up being the same story as always. And that's all to say that Harden is not that guy anymore. I think what you saw in the last playoffs is not going to be too much worse than what he's going to be in the next playoffs, even if he's in shape. And so that being said, I think Jimmy and Bam were just completely much better players than him at that point. Right. So even if you're accounting for a bounce back year, I'm taking both of those guys over James Harden right now. You sound like me. Look at the influence I've had on you. I think he's still I, a good player. Oh, wait, wait till you go to me. He's not a top seven player anymore. He's not a top five player anymore. He's a top 25-ish player. He can't get by anybody. He's a career 32% shooter from three in the playoffs. He is, at this point, he brings the ball up the court and he passes it to someone else or he shoots a fadeaway or he dives to try to get a foul. I, I Look, I understand the name recognition here. I understand that he's one of the great scorers of this generation. I just think people are waiting on something to happen here that's not going to happen. If this is a projection... Again, him being ahead of Jimmy is just insane to me. It's just insane, okay? The Philadelphia 76ers right now would take Jimmy Butler back over James Harden for this upcoming season, okay? As would, okay, as would their MVP candidate. In a second, if you can say to Joel Embiid right now for this season, you can have your guy Jimmy Butler or you can have James Harden, who do you think he's picking? You know who he's picking. Okay, end of end of that conversation. The BAM one is a little more complex. All right, I, I'm going to go back to Alex in a second because we're going to get – to the guys that are actually ahead of Bam between Jimmy and Bam, okay? But, Greg, can you make an argument for Bam over anybody between 11 and 16? Hell yes. I mean, like, what are we talking – like, so let's go through this. And let's do it from the lens of the only thing that really matters to our listeners and matters to me. Would the Miami Heat trade Bam out of bio for said player? Here we go. James Harden. Hell no. Who was 12? Kawhi Leonard? Okay, we'll 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 put that well, one. Up we've there. already seen that play out. Correct. Well, and it didn't happen. But anyway, moving. Well, on. I, I'll I'll say this: Kawhi Leonard would trade the guy he plays with, Paul George, for Jimmy Butler because he wanted Jimmy Butler instead of Paul George. But that Paul George was the second choice. Go ahead, Greg. Um, who was the next one? Paul George on this list? Uh, no, he... I think it was Dame. I, I think it was Dame, Dame and then Paul George. Okay, so both of those guys, uh, breaking news, the Miami Heat would not trade Bam out of bio for either of them. Um, who's the But next... for this season, Greg, to be fair, okay, because this is a projection for this season. We're not looking three or four years down the road. Do, do you, you don't think that the Heat would trade Bam right now for Paul George or Dame Lillard? Hell no. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, if, if you're projecting a year or two ahead, like they, beyond this season, I could say that. And again, I'm assuming full health for Dame and full health for Paul George because they're both coming off injuries. But you don't think that – see, that one I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, again, they didn't include him for Durant, but it wasn't just Bam. That's the thing. I, I mean, it, it was Bam and Hero and a whole lot of other pieces that would have had to go that direction. And perhaps, you know, I mean, you're basically gutting the roster for Kevin Durant. But if you're saying just for Dame Lillard or Paul George, you're saying they wouldn't trade Bam? I, I don't think so. I think that they value what he does defensively and how unique it is the same way that most people value these volume scores that are so clutch and get to wave at people when they hit buzzer beaters in second round series. I think that they value his defense, what he unlocks for them, what he allows Eric Spolstra to run. I just think that they value that more. And it's shown in the fact that they didn't trade him for the greatest score on planet earth. And so that's just where I'm at. And I'm probably being headstrong about this to a degree. Paul George has never shown that he can win the, the absolute big game. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, as he left, they were like, peace out. I'm glad you're gone. So like, he's never gone anywhere and carried anyone. Like to me, I oh, don't hold see- on. Hold on. No, no. See, I'm going to challenge you a little on this. I mean, he did take them to the Eastern. He did take the Pacers to the Eastern conference finals. What was it twice against that? Yeah. But team? That, I'm saying that's a different Paul George than what's playing today. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why he's not. Why is he not taking teams to Eastern conference finals now? Well, he's in the West, but I understand what you're saying. Or any conference <laughs> finals. YMC comp YMCA conference finals. He's not I, going I, anywhere. I, I got you. All right. So, all right. Now, but 16, 16, okay. The Heat would not trade Bam out of bio for Trey Young. They wouldn't. No, that or I agree Kat. with you. That I agree with you on. Or yeah. Kat. That's for damn sure. Or, or for Carl Anthony Towns. Absolutely not. So that's what Bam I'm is saying. better than him too, by the way. But but like most NBA, like the smartest NBA people would tell you that Carl Anthony Towns' offensive skill set is so absolutely unique and incredible that it's like an avalanche of talent that you just can't say no to. The Heat would say no to it for Bam Adebayo, in my opinion. All right, I'll go back to you, Alex, on this. Um, the guys between Jimmy and Bam. Okay, I'll go. I'll go back through the list again for people who didn't necessarily remember them. Jimmy was at seventeen. Wait till I finish, because I know you're going to want to comment on the first one. Rudy Gobert, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, Chris Paul, Jalen Brown. Who should he be ahead of? Bam should be ahead of um, definitely Rudy Gobert. Like, that's the, just the easiest one. Let's get that out of the way really quickly. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Come on, man. We know the deal. He is a great rim protector, still probably the best in the league, right? Um, I understand he's a three-time defensive player of the year winner, even though, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily voted him, <laughs> right? Not that my opinion matters, but just, you know, just to give him the respect he deserves. All that being said, he's not better. He's not a better player than Bam Adebayo. Like, Bam could just do so much, so much more than he can. And I think all of it adds up to – a lot more impact on the floor and we've seen the playoff results right like i'm sorry it's just hard to not to cite it over and over again when you've seen bam be used in all different types of roles and all on you know covering all different types of players on defense including a variety of teams best players right on different types of switches uh different types of coverages like i just think he is really one of one like i've said multiple times on defense nobody else can do what he does currently on a consistent basis. And I just think for everything Gobert is, everything that he is lacking on offense, I think Bam is a vastly better player than him on offense, right? And I like to give Gobert some credit there because I think 
you know, despite him having absolutely zero bag or ball handling, he's still an impactful player there because teams have to respect the role gravity, his size, the rebounding, all that. I understand. Bam has all that, and he has a handle and is one of the best big playmakers in the league. So I just think that the guy who he is right now also can, you know, he can stretch the floor out to 16 feet if he actually decides to shoot the jumper. And we know he's uh, much more uh, open to taking that than Gobert. I just think citing more skills, some some person, Jesus, citing a player having more skills overall doesn't always mean that they're the better player. I do think that is the case for Bam Rudy. And I do think that's the case for Bam. With a lot of these guys, like I think a lot of people would take Jalen Brown over Bam. I wouldn't. I think, you know, he had a great playoff run. I've said how I feel about him before. He um, he's one of those guys who feels like he's in a, in a really good role, really comfy role, let's say, in Boston, where he isn't asked to do too much. He gets to play off of, um, I think, Tatum being the main the, the priority there. And people were saying, you know, he was the better player than Tatum in the finals and all that. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Tatum, like I said, is the priority for teams was a priority for the Warriors. And not that Jalen Brown doesn't get a whole lot of respect from teams in, in a playoff series. I think it, it it benefits him a lot where he doesn't have to be that main playmaker. He, he plays off the catch a whole lot and runs second side pick and roll. And that's, you know, more power to him. It's, it's better that he knows how to fit within a team system that makes sense for him, right? He's optimized the guy that he can be. Like, I, I think if he t- caps out right here, great player. So I'm just saying all of this to say, like, these guys are great players. I think what Bam does overall is just more impactful. Like, I think Leif was saying it before. He put it so well because, right, like, there's a reason the Heat aren't trading him for these five-star players. We're talking about guys who are a lot better than the guys that I'm ranting about right now, a lot better than the Cats and the Gobert's. They, they wouldn't trade him. They did, it did not trade him for Kevin Durant, right? Like, I just think there's a reason for that. And sometimes it's like you just got to defer to the organization. And I'm deferring to what I see on the court and what I've seen for the past three seasons with him as a starter is he is that guy. And so, look, the other guys, it's fine. Chris Paul, Beal, that's cool, I guess. Uh, I'm taking him over pretty much all of them except maybe Chris Paul. Oh, I get to talk? Yes. This is amazing. Rudy Gobert, like, what are they doing? Like, this just is ridiculous. This guy gets played off the floor in playoff series and he's getting ranked. He shouldn't even be in the top 30. Anyway, moving on. Who's the next one? Sorry. Well, not according to the wolves. I mean, the wolves just gave up 65 draft picks for a guy that again, well, is going to get played off the floor in the first round of the playoffs when they get eliminated by the Clippers. But yes, I, I right. I mean, yeah, that's basically where we're headed right now. Um, Chris Paul, I can understand in a one season kind of situation, like what Chris Paul brings. Um, so whatever, that's fine. We, we, we can, we can leave him there. I'll give him that legacy pick. Um, who was up there as well? Uh, Alex just rattled them off and I'm trying to k- play catch up. Um, oh, well, Jalen Brown at 22. So let, let's I, go. Wait, Go that's ahead. okay. That's okay. I think that they're kind of in that same tier, right? They're young players that both have really diverse skill sets in different ways. Like I, to have them ranked next to each other is fine. I just think some of these players that lately have not been doing very much winning Beal. or Beal, get him behind Bam by 10 slots. I mean, sh- what are we doing? 
it's just well, well, that- look, well, well he, he, here's the interesting thing about Beal. Beal actually dropped eight slots. Okay, yeah. last year, as let, he should, he, he did. Well, he shot thirty percent from three. I mean, he dropped from eleven down to nineteen. So they, they did they did account for it a little bit, but again, there still has not been any playoff success. So, I mean, I mean, there's not not just playoff success. There hasn't been any playoff appearances. Um, look, let I'll, I'll go through this with you here now. Okay. Uh, the Rudy Gobert ahead of Bam is completely ridiculous. I think this is totally based off the trade. Okay, that, that's all it is. Because he he went from 25 to 18 for really no reason. He did not improve in any dramatic way last season. And they got eliminated in part because his point guard, not his point guard, but his star two guard would not tr- would not tr- would not pass him the ball. Okay. So I mean, look, we can we we have our, our issues with the fact that Jimmy doesn't pass Bam the ball all that much. Okay. It seems to always have to come from other people, but literally Mitchell would not pass Gobert the ball. I don't know how you could have him in 18. I'm with you on Beal being behind him. Anthony Davis. Look, if Anthony Davis is healthy, which is the all time question, he's top 10. Okay. I mean, he went from nine down to 20. I have trouble putting Bam ahead of him right now because Agreed. we know what Anthony Davis can be. I mean, are, are we in agreement on that, Greg? Yeah, that was understandable too. Yes. Okay. And, and Chris Paul, I mean, he dropped from 13 to 21. And, I mean, he had a very strong regular season on the number one seed in the entire league. It's just that he only averaged nine points in the, in the series against Dallas, as ESPN pointed out, and then Jalen Brown. So, I mean, here's where I'm at with this, okay? The Jimmy one to me is egregious, okay? The, the Jimmy one to me is egregious. The, the, having Jimmy outside of the top 15, I don't, I don't care how he gets there. He has to be in the top 15 somewhere. And I do think, and Harden being ahead of him is just stupid. And I think, honestly, when I went through it, I would have had Jimmy at 12. Okay? That's where I would have Jimmy. All right? Because I'm accounting for the playoffs, what he's going to be. I think Bam's positioned about correctly. I think it's about right. I I think when you take out the Gobert piece, which is crazy, so let's move Bam up a spot. But I think it's it's about right. And, And I think it's where it should be in terms of wanting to motivate him to get better. I think the potential is there for him to be top 15. And we've talked about that, but when we are going into every playoff series saying, is he going to perform? Is he going to raise his game? Is he going to shrink? If we're having those questions, and this is basically the biggest bam out of bio supportive podcast on the planet. Okay. Then I understand how the national media would look at it as they're doing these rankings and say, okay, he's in the top 25 because we do respect what he does defensively. We do respect that the Heat was the number one seed and he anchors that defense. We do respect the skill set and the ability of a big to take the ball up the floor, to make passes from all kinds of different places on the floor, okay, to have some shooting touch. Obviously, we'd like to see that more, to be able to take some guys off the dribble and all that. We have respect for the overall game. But look, if you're going to be top 20, you need to take over a playoff series, okay? That's why he should be 21. <laughs> so to close, okay. And thanks to our sponsors, prize picks, use the code five F I V E better You can go there and use the code five RSN same code for therapist preferred. And of course our friend, Mark Brown, PA.com get yourself a, an estate plan. Um, it's a good time to do it too. You got a couple weeks for the NBA season. You're watching all these games. You don't have time to fill out those papers. Do it now. But just to close here right now in 30 seconds or less, the most egregious of the four. Okay. Let's go back to the last podcast. Hero at 61, Lowry at 60, Bam at 23, 
Jimmy at 17. I don't want to hear about the others. Just pick one, Greg. James Harden at 11. No, okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's the Jimmy Butler one. Alex, you agree? I like Leif's pick, James Harden at 11. No, but really, it's Jimmy because because of that, because of James and the other guys we talked about, like those guys, it's not even close. Yeah, it's Jimmy for me also. And I, I would say um, at the end of the season, I, I think we may say it's Tyler too. But I think for right now, it, it's clearly clear Jimmy. I, I think the one that they got the most right, honestly, is probably Bam. Um, I would say they got Kyle close to right because it is based off playoff projection. But I do think that Kyle can have a top 50 performance this year as, uh, as Greg discussed. All right, thanks to Alex, thanks to Greg. Just a little bit of a programming note here. Uh, one more episode before media day. Guys are going to go over the rotation, what they think it's going to look like. On media day, here are the players that we're interviewing. And again, I know everybody's going to say, why aren't you doing Jimmy and Bam? Um, there are some flagship stuff that they got to do. And of course, those guys are going to be at the podium. So we'll get those interviews to you on the YouTube channel for sure. Uh, but here's the guys we're getting one-on-ones with for sure. Okay, Gabe Vincent, uh, we've talked to him on the podcast before. We're looking forward to that. Caleb Martin, we've talked to him on the podcast before. We're looking forward to that. Omar Yurtsevin, we've never had on the podcast. We're definitely looking forward to that. You, I wanted Udonis Haslam. I have an idea for UD. He's been on five on the floor, uh, I think three times already in some incarnation of this podcast. So we're going to have some fun with UD. And also a guy that not many people know much about, but he's going to probably challenge for the rotation this year, which is Haywood Heisman. So we're definitely speaking to those five. We'll also have stand-up interviews, group interviews with guys like Max Struess, Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, and others. So that's all coming on Monday. And then and that's Alex, me, Brady, and Gad Cartagena all going to be at Media Day. And then provided that we don't get wiped away in a storm, I'm going to be in the Bahamas with Timothy Bain for the first couple of days of training camp. So we'll have lots of content for you. So make sure you're subscribed here, subscribe to the YouTube channel and everywhere else. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.